Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, organizational systems don't have to be pretty. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, Take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. We did a show a long time ago uh, with Casey Patey on ugly organizational um, systems, and it was, uh, it, was, it was turned out to be great. She reached out to me as a professional organizer looking for a topic. Uh, we were struggling. We came, came up with this one, uh, have since written some articles and spoken a lot about it. Good content is great content, so we're repurposing it tonight. Uh, we hope you enjoy it and learn something. With us in our virtual studio tonight is Casey Patey. She's a professional organizer specializing in office and paper. Her clients understand the correlation between organization and productivity. Bringing Casey in when file drawers have become frightening, piles hide their desks, or there's too many things that are missing. She has great success with clients who are out of sight, out of mind, created intuitive and reliable paper flows and storage systems. The end result, peace of mind and a supportive workspace where you can find what you need when you need it. She works with both, in both homes and professional offices, in person and via Skype. Casey has worked with over 500 clients um, starting her business back in 2001, and she can be found on the web at theinspiredoffice.com. And with that, Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Well, I, I probably should thank you for reaching out uh, to me, um, expressing some interest to come um, on the show. Um, you know, it's, I, 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 get, I get contacted every once in a while from professional organizers, but, you know, our conversation was really kind of fun because we started talking about 
uh, you know, what organization was, and uh, I shared with you my philosophy, and you were like, wow, that's, that makes some sense to me. So anybody who, who, when I say something and they say that makes some sense, I've got I to have them on to the show just, just because, right? Um, one of the things about organizations that I've learned in coaching is, is that at the end of the day, it's really about everything, knowing where to find something when you need it. And so for me, when I pay attention to organization, that's about everything needs to be in a home. And all too often I've worked with people who they think of organization, but they think of pretty. And they think of hanging file folders and labels and stuff. And when they put stuff in those types of situations, many times they have no idea where it is. They can't remember those types of systems. And so, um, Casey, tonight I just wanted to have a, a real good time and talk about really some ugly organizational systems that people might not have thought of in order to, to inspire them um, to really kind of get out of the box and say, hey, listen, it's really not about pretty, it's about functional. So can you share, uh, let's start with sharing one of your uh, stories and ideas. Sure. Well, first of all, I think this is a great idea. It's great that we're collaborating together because what we see eye to eye on is I think we share the same definition of organizing, and that's getting somebody to a place where they can find what they need when they need it. Um, For me to walk into an office and see 10 stacks of paper, I can't just say you need 10 file folders. I have to think way outside of the box. So when you propose the idea to do ugly organizing ideas, it was – It was a fresh proposition that had never crossed my mind before, but immediately I had all of these wonderful thoughts come to mind that were completely new to me. So thank you for that, and thank you for pulling these ideas out of me. Um, Do you want me to go ahead and just give some some of the first ideas that came to mind? Yeah, let's just have some fun with this. Um, Sure. The first one I'll share is probably not the ugliest, but it's certainly not beautiful. And it's Mm -hmm. one that I've used countless times with so many clients in offices, and that's just putting clipboards on the wall. These are just the simple, you know, buck 99 brown clipboards from Staples Office Depot. I have some clients who only need one on the wall. I have some clients who have done 10 or 12 on the wall. So to give you an example, I have a client who, like many of my clients, is completely out of sight, out of mind. To file something in a drawer or cabinet is for Mm -hmm. it to disappear forever. So basically what we did over the course of some time was really dissect what was landing on her desk. Mm -hmm. And we both knew that nothing on the desk was going to end up hidden in a filing cabinet. Because that would be pretty, but it wouldn't be effective. So I said, you know what? How many clipboards do you have in your closet? And I think she had nine. And I said, let's see if we can come up with nine categories of the things that land on your desktop. And to the right of her desk, we did three-by-three clipboards, and these are just nailed onto the wall. And um, it's sort of like her moving, active, modular, almost to-do list if you will. So, for example, one clipboard has things having to do with running in triathlons. She's, uh, you know, avid runner. Mm-hmm. Um, one clipboard, I think, was things to add to calendar. One clipboard was things that are already on my calendar. Another one was all of the to-dos for an organization she volunteers for. Um, it was a home office. She has an office in downtown D.C., so I think one clipboard was things to bring to office. I don't remember all of them, but it was just a visual way of kind of splattering all of her paper on the wall. So So, it's right in front of her at eye level. 
So I got this. I got this visual that you have a wall with some nails in the wall, and you have your standard clipboard with that little hole. And she has she puts whatever she needs in the clipboard, and that's by category or whatever. And it's just hanging on the nail on the wall in a very visual way. You got it. And what I like about it is it's contained chaos. So it's organized in that we can see there are nine separate categories, nine separate stations, but each of those clipboards are, are pretty messy. But it works. So one clipboard may have a receipt and uh, a disk. One may have, you know, a postcard, a printout of an email. So these aren't pretty little stacks of paper. Think of them as multimedia. Yep, yep. Well, I like it because, again, if, if you're visual, you've got them out. They're up on the wall. It's not necessarily the prettiest thing. You might want to have a picture. And it's, it's a little bit unorthodox. But what I really like about it, Casey, is I, I've coached a lot of people um, with ADHD, and we talk about memory. And some of them remember, like, I'm looking for this thing. They can associate a label with the thing that they're looking for. But many of them think in terms of what I call decision trees or kind of categories. They kind of like, where am I going to find this? And they take a look at different categories. And so so they recall things based off of an association with something. And when you said that you had like nine clipboards or nine kind of categories, it, it, it provides a little bit of a demarcation. So number one, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way of dividing that stuff visually and then be able to find it based off of logically where would that, that naturally go. So um, your thoughts on the, uh, the recall thing? Yeah, no, it works beautifully. I always tell people to this system along with any other requires – a label for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have a file folder or a file cabinet, they come with, you know, cute little metal boxes where you're, you know, it's expected that yep. you're going to put yep. a label on them. But with these clipboards, we had to get really creative. I actually have label tape. I think it's made by Post-it, but one of my favorite products is just this label tape. You can pull out a piece of tape that's half an inch long or four feet long. So we cut these tiny, itty-bitty little labels and put the label right on top of the metal clip to the clipboard. Uh-huh. Um, to take it a step further, something I didn't do with this client but that I've done with others is color coding. I know it doesn't work for everybody. When I do it, I'm usually fairly loose about it. But for example, um, clipboards you can get in different colors. So she could have had a green clipboard for her um, nature organization that that she belongs to. She could have a red clipboard for running. She could have a yellow clipboard for, you know, all the recipes she wants to cook. So mm-hmm. in some cases, a color association works even better than a label because then mm-hmm. she just trains herself, where's the green clipboard, where's the green clipboard? And then inevitably, you know, systems – don't, they're not perfect 100% of the time. There's a very good chance that the clipboard may land on her desk. It may get buried under six inches of paper. But she can just tell herself, green clipboard, green clipboard, where's my green clipboard? And it's going to glow. It's going to kind of yep. jump out at her without yep. looking for the words. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I've, I, when, when, when you talk about labels, and we're, we're, we, we've talked about the clipboards as an ugly system, but I have to bring this in because now we're talking about uh, you putting the labels on whether you write it or you do colors. Uh, but, you know, Casey, one of the things that I found is that I have people, sometimes they'll associate a picture with an idea. So for your client that does triathlons, if you had a picture of a person running, 
that can mm. serve as a as a really good label to make that association as well. It's funny because I've worked with some people where they literally take pictures and they put it on the outside of binders or on the outside of uh, drawers and stuff like that to rep or even boxes to represent what's in that particular category. And again, it's because they see that picture that they associate it with it is for for certain crowd it makes it easy. Now it's not the prettiest thing when you've got drawers and folders and binders with all these like visual pictures around, but it can be very effective for those minds who work like that. I like that. And that reminds me of something I've seen another organizer friend of mine do. Mm-hmm. In that she does this all over the house, but one image that's coming to mind is for her her medicine cabinet. And the medicine cabinet she's organized for her clients. She has all of these clear plastic shoe boxes, if you will, uh-huh. full of different things, you know, lotions, potions, bug bites, upset stomach. And she's printed out um, next to the word a really big picture, like of somebody clutching their yep. stomach or somebody yep. itching their arm. And it, it, I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because I know an uh, ugly, ugly system I had with somebody one time was fascinating because uh, I knew that they were kind of visual. And normally we think of to-do list as a list where you write things down on a list. And this particular, I said, what do you, what'd it be like if you drew a picture of it? And it was fascinating because she came back mm-hmm. a week later and said, it's been amazing to me because, and she, literally she recounted this to me, you know, I never really realized but a, a letter is a symbol. And when you grab a couple different letters to make a word, that's a symbol. And when you add up the words in a sentence, it creates a little bit of a picture. She says, I would go and read that to-do list, and I'd walk away, and I, I have ADD. I'd get distracted, and I would lose the picture in my mind, so I'd have to go back and do the work of reassembling the picture. And after a while, I would just I – mean, it was too much work. I'd just go do something else. And so with the picture, I could see it, and I could associate what was going on, so I didn't have to go through the work of reassembling the picture. Mm. Oh, wow, that's, talk about metacognition. And I'm like, wow, that really yeah. makes a lot of sense. And so I, I share that because she did that and she started doing to-do lists um, that had pictures on them, not necessarily in lines. Now, that's, that's not necessarily an ugly system, but it is a system. And I think a lot of what we're talking about, Casey, is actually trying to understand how individual people's brains work and build systems around that as opposed to forcing you to do it a way that's traditional.